Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. God, if I was rude, I'd massage your shoulders. Thank you. Yeah. Cream and oil. Start with the oil. No, 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 not like that. No, like excitedly, like shaking them. Oh, right, vibes. right. Because we're ready for this episode. I'll be lying on a leather sort of bench nah. with a face hole. Yeah, and then when you get up, it sounds like you're Velcro because <laughs> you're so sweaty from the leather. <laughs> yeah, especially with your thighs. Mm. I mean, I'm, and I mean muscly Thank thighs. Thank you very much. I was going to say, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah, even yeah, have yeah. to actually. I just tense my thighs and I start lifting. <laughs> you, you lift the sofa up with yeah, your thighs. Yeah, cool. I can walk out <laughs> with it. How, how is everything? Good, good. Yeah, yeah, man. You? Good, man. What's new? Mm-hmm. I've got some Reebok workouts. Oh, nice. You got them on a little discount. 45 quid, yeah. Can't nice, go. nice. People, people listening probably think we get everything for no, free. We have to buy it, yeah, no. just like yeah, you. We buy sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes we are just as stupid and tiny as. Before you. the start of this episode, actually, I want to ask yeah. you a question: uh, workouts oh. or Air Force Ones? Uh, that's Matt. It's like you're not my friend. No. I've never worn Air I've Force never Ones seen in my life. Yeah, yeah. I don't like them. What don't you like about them? Too chunky for because I've got really massive feet. Yeah, UK size nine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow, really tall. Yours are tiny. Well. Eight. Uh, eight and a half. Half <laughs> yeah. size. Yeah. Smaller than that. Nah, you. I don't know, man. Obviously, obviously back in the day when like when I was wearing like, you know, academics tracksuit and like a new era hat, I- I'd wear dunks or I'd wear uh Air Force Ones. And I had I had high top Air Force Ones though, mm. with the straps hanging off. But yeah. I mean, I definitely wouldn't wear them now. I, I just, they, not that I don't like them, they just don't suit me. Do you know what Fair I mean? Fair enough, yeah. So yeah, Reebok workouts all the way for mm. me. If I was to want some crisp white trainers, workouts, it's quite like normal, yeah. normal geezer as well. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like the British Air Just go right? under the radar. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's what it is. You know what I mean? That's exactly what it is. Yeah. And do you know who else they call the British Air Force One of UK comedy? Please tell me. Today's guest. Oh, wow. That links yeah. so well. Well, mad, it? Yeah. Mad today's guest is someone I'll shock you today's guest is someone very special <laughs> it yeah. couldn't be could it it always is it, it, no no it has to be okay. it literally has yeah, to good. be yeah it's good equality yeah 
Yeah. It's someone who started their journey beating the shit out of people lyrically. Rap battles. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Someone who sharpened their lyrical swords on the UK hip hop scene. And once he'd completed the art of hip hop, he went, oh, what do I want to do? I'm going to do comedy. Yeah. And then what? Yeah. Huh? And then acting. Oh, and then what else? Uh, and then he became Ricky Gervais's best mate. <laughs> and then what? It's, well, you can't go higher than that. That's literally the peak of anything in life. So yeah. that's quite a lot of things oh, as it is. Uh, yeah. you know, there's, there's writing and, and, and stuff like that. But yeah, okay, yeah. cool. It's the multi-talented rapper, comedian, actor, writer. That's right. You've guessed it. Because again, the name is in the titles. It's Doc Brown. Of course, famously short for Document Brown. This is nothing more than an intro. Yes, man like Doc Brown, aka Ben. How are you? I'm good, you know. I'm I'm slightly gassed to be honest, man, because like I can't even think when the last time I saw you, man. I, I genuinely, that's how long it's been. I, don't, I, I genuinely know. don't even know. I feel like I saw you at some random Killer Keller situation. Oh, yeah. There's a little live event in Kensal, yeah, in West London. Yeah. Yes, that is where I saw you last see, but I don't know, man. Bruv, me, I, I feel like me and you, oh. Maybe a Ricky maybe, gig or something. Yeah, maybe at your show. Yeah, maybe at uh, the stand up. Yeah, mm. backstage. Yeah, man. man yeah, it's crazy <laughs> times, man. How, how has the last year been for you, bro? Yeah, you know what? <sighs> I'm starting to feel like Jeff Bezos in this motherfucker because I'm I'm becoming one of those pricks who like <laughs> did well out of the pandemic. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Do you know yeah. what I mean? I Financial right natural boots out there. Because you, you know what it is? It's like if you create sort of content for a living, mm. or you're an artist who's like, you know, starting to 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 make a name for himself or whatever, like the pandemic sort of needed you all of a sudden. I felt like I was delivering Nando's or something. I, I, I was needed by people, you know? So at first I was so scared and then it just like, everything just kicked off nice. And I was, you know, once the filming got back up and running the shoots I was on, came back. So I was, I was still shooting stuff yeah. and then writing stuff, recording stuff, you know, voice work, all that stuff. It just all just continued and then like picked up to a level that was better from before the pandemic. So I just feel like one of these smug pricks, bro. Yeah. Like I, I don't, when the people's like, oh, it's been so rough. I just like, mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm just mumbling shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I was just saying it's been so rough. You, you just mumbled. No, no, I'm just, I'm just yeah. yeah, not yeah. for me. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Nah, I'll get lunch. Uh, uh, yeah, I know what you mean, man. I feel like, yeah, for certain parts, but it's, that's the thing, You're, you've got like so many different, hats in a sense so you've got different jobs I guess if you were just a stand-up then it would affected you more right oh massively man like I I, I left stand-up behind probably I don't know when the last time I gig regularly maybe 2018 something mm-hmm. like that or halfway through mm. 2017 so it's actually been a while so um when when the pandemic hit and I saw like all my friends from the stand-up game you know, doing their little online comedy nights. And I just thought, fuck yeah, that. <laughs> hell of a lot. And then when like cert- certain men were going, oh yeah, like I did a gig in a car park, <laughs> like on stage, everyone's in their cars. <laughs> yeah. And I'm doing like the opening up before the movie at like a drive-in. <laughs> and I was like, right. Yeah, yeah. And they all get Bluetooth speakers in their car and they can hear me through the Bluetooth thing. And I was like, yeah, but you can't hear them laughing. Mm. He's like, no, no. But like they just honk their horns when they like, oh, joke. Like, fuck that. 
bro. Oh my god, bro, oh, that's man. survival, though, isn't it? That is, yeah, that yeah. Is so I can't knock it, but man. I was just in my in my heart. I was just feeling. I'm just, you know what? I'm glad. Yeah, I had made that decision. Yeah, early. It wasn't like a, some focus, like now I'm going on to the next level thing. It was like, yeah, yeah. stand up wasn't good for plan. me, bro. It wasn't good for like my mental health. Yeah, because you yeah. know when I used to rap. I'd always be with my boys. Like I never went like to a gig on my ones, you know? Yeah. I have a bunch of bunch of people with me. You know, yeah. especially if I was out of town. And then like with stand-up, it's like the peas are so good because there's there's no other costs. You don't have to put anyone up. Yeah. You know, yeah, there's yeah. no hotel costs for your for your people, your sound crew or whatever. Your lighting no stage. Plus seven on the guest the list. The band. Do you know what I'm saying? It's just yeah. you need to be there and they turn the fucking mic on. Yeah. <laughs> and so so money wise, it was some of the best money I ever earned in my life. But mental yeah. health wise, I started to go a bit mad, bruv. Like I was all over the world, just in random cities, but always because you're on your own as well. Yeah, always on my ones. Yeah, so yeah. Picture it like sometimes you do like a like some some of the massive gigs. Like when I was touring like international with 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 Gervais. Yeah. Like he was never, he was more of like, have a beer in the um, green room afterwards or at best, like at the hotel, mm. you know. He's mm. not going out rare, rare, rare. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm a young guy, like, so, you know, I performed to like 10,000 people in Stockholm yeah. for half an hour. I'm fucking flying on drugs. I'm flying, bro. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I'm yeah, flying. Yeah. And now you're going to say to me, here's like, here's like 12 bags. And you can stay in Oslo for two days before the plane, you need to get on another plane. Yeah. What am I going to do, bro? Like, what am I going to do? Yeah. Are you nuts? Yeah. So, it, it, like, doing that every day, every other day or whatnot. Yeah, I can literally spend 12 grand a day. It's fun. <laughs> on my own. <laughs> yeah. And then bear in mind, you know, i got kids and that. Like, it's just, it's just I was yeah. just like, you know what? This should have happened to me when I was 21. Mm. So like being there in my mid thirties, I was like, I, I, this, I don't know how sensible this is anymore. It started to eat away at me a little bit. And then at the same time, I started to get more acting gigs and you know how acting gigs are like stand up gigs. It's like, get your ass to the station or to the, the airport or to the, to the gig itself, get yourself a hotel, do everything yourself, hang around on your own all day. It's on you. Right. In acting, yeah. it's like they pick you up. Yeah. You need yeah. some food. Do you need some food? Yeah, that'd be nice, actually. Have some breakfast. Great, great, great. <laughs> Come and sit in this like house that we've built for you on wheels. <laughs> <laughs> and when you're in there, as soon as you get in, they're like, do you need some more food? Yeah. Uh, well, what's, what's on offer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why not? And then you eat that, and then nothing else happens for an hour. So you think, boom, let me go to production. What's Wi Fi code, bruv? Give yeah. you the Wi Fi code. Start watching some Netflix. Someone knocks on the door. Oh shit! I gotta go work. Uh, ben, do you want any? Do you need anything to eat? <laughs> you know what? Now I'm in. Now I'm two episodes in. It would be quite yeah. nice to have a little snack. Keep yeah. it coming. And then, then maybe someone comes and says, "You know, we're we're actually not going to need you today." Perfect. You uh, sorry. Get back in the car. Yeah. Do you want to go home, or do you need to go anywhere else? Oh, will you just take me anywhere else? Okay. <laughs> you know. So like. Whilst that was happening at the same time, I was like, Whoa, there's this where I'm just away all the time. Yeah. Or there's this other thing where I finish at a reasonable time, get in a car, go home, you know, watch flipping Lemony Snicket with my kids. 
Mm-hmm. So it just started to become more and more black and white. It wasn't really like, a, oh, now I'm going into this and there's going to be world domination in this medium <laughs> now. It was never yeah, like that. Yeah. But then my life's never but, been like that. I've never really well, planned I was anything. Say, uh, from an outside, like looking in, it's, it's always kind of felt like that with your career. It's, mm. it's never felt like you're like, oh, I'm going to do this and now I'm going to take over this. It's kind of always felt like an organic yeah. kind of... I, I remember seeing in. you on... Um, Hammersmith Apollo stand up. I think yeah. it was the Apollo, yeah. And yeah. I was, I knew he was a rapper. And yeah, I was yeah. like, what the fuck? <laughs> Sick. Hey guys, it's Ron here. Coming back at you like Cleopatra. Um, trying out a new um, catchphrase. But um, yeah, I uh, hope y'all guys enjoy the podcast. And remember, all the links will be down at the bottom, all the recos down at the bottom. And I hope y'all enjoy them. Oh, no, we'll get into that, man. Like before, before all that though, let's let's um just just quickly. This uh, obviously we're we're all in a lot more. I can see you've got your little home set up and that. Yeah, man. I can take I could I take it you're working from home when you can mm-hmm. as well. Um, have you got any recommendations for the people of things you've been having, watching, listening to, reading? Oh man, so much shit. Uh, last night I finished the um, biography of Marvin Gaye. It's called Divided Soul by David Ritz. Sick. It's written by the guy who co-wrote Sexual Healing with him. And wow. that is a mad story. And even though like it's way more intense and crazy than my own story, there was a lot I related to in it in terms of how, how much time he, he spent on his own and how, how much he thought like performing was um, like something that was just like just stealing his soul away mm. and, and just getting lost in, 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 in money drugs that kind of thing just losing his focus and then meanwhile from the outside everyone just sees him as this fucking don you know yeah i related to 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 a lot of that stuff but obviously not not getting like murdered by my own dad i didn't that was like all right, I need to, yeah i need to wrap yeah. my head around that one yeah. with, with, with a gun that i bought for him in a house that i bought for him that's some ungrateful shit right yeah. <laughs> okay no um but yeah, that's an amazing book. I recommend that. And before that, I read a book called Sapiens. Which, yeah, I um, read that. That blew my mind. Yeah. The weirdest thing about Sapiens is that when you read it, didn't you think, not to like big yourself up or anything, but didn't you think, this is all stuff that I kind of feel that I've never really articulated. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. That, that, that idea that everything is imagined. Yeah. yeah, not, yeah. not that we live in the fucking matrix. Mm-hmm. I'm talking like, What's real? Like biologically, we're real. The trees are real. The ground yeah. is real. Biologically, everything is real. But money, the concept of race, borders, mm. Mm. mortgages, yeah. you know, human rights. Even, politics, even imagined by somebody at some that's, point. That's all imagined. Exactly. Uh, even, but even thoughts, even all these things that are flying around our head, they're just entities that have just come in because of all these things that have been designed in real life. Exactly. You know I mean? That's why yeah. I love my dog because ultimately yeah. we're just some pretentious pricks. You look at a dog <laughs> and you're like, dogs yeah. just live in the real, bro. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to eat. I don't know what you're doing. Yeah, but yeah. I want to things. Yeah. To be walked and loved. That's <laughs> yeah, it. yeah, yeah. It's that simple. <laughs> yeah. So those two books, big recommendations. Like TV-wise... Did you see the YouTube film that Kevin McDonald made for YouTube? Nah. Called uh, nah. A, year in, a Year in a Day 2020. 
Uh, oh, oh someone sick. sent me that. I watched. He's it. got like three hundred thousand submissions from people mm. just filming mm. their days on their phone or whatever, and then he spent ages just editing it all into like a, a ninety-minute movie. Yes, yes, my mate Emily sent me it's that man. I so need to watch sick, that. and it just yeah. sort of shows you all the important things from life. So it starts. It's twelve a.m. to twelve a.m. And it starts with like women in various parts of the world giving birth, you know? Yeah. It starts with birth. Then there's stuff about childhood, stuff about like animals and nature. There's stuff about religion, stuff about race, there's stuff about protest. There's st- like it's, it's all sorts of things that are important to human beings, like love, breakups, mm. everything. And it stuffs it all into 90 minutes. And obviously no actors just like telling the story with these snippets. Yeah, that's incredible. It works so well, man. Kevin McDonald's yeah. the same bro who made Touching the Void and that Whitney documentary. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah that was he's, he's good, man. He's good. Yeah. He's good. I recommend that. Um, what else? Nothing I've been, like, obsessed with, really. Oh, Spiral, the French drama on, on BBC. I watched that. I ain't even heard of that. That's What's... good. It's like a, it's just like a police procedural. If you like oh, okay. a, like, complex police thing, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, good yeah, fun. Yeah. Shit's Creek I've been watching with my kids. Oh, I've been One Division watch I watch with my kids as well. Both of them were good. Yeah, what's One Division saying, man? I've, I've had Division it on my is, list for a while. One Division is... Oh, yeah. Like, if you like Marvel stuff, mm-hmm. it's like, it's the perfect thing because it sort of takes those smaller characters and just shows you their world. Mm. But the setup is insane. So, like... It looks really confusing to me. That's why isn't, I haven't it isn't. watched it. It isn't, it isn't. So, basically, the setup, no spoilers, is... Um, if you've seen like Avengers Endgame and you know like um, Wanda, the girl, and she's yeah. in love with Vision, the sort of cyborg dude. Yeah, he, yeah. He gets murked in Endgame. Yeah. In WandaVision, it's after that, she's created a world where he exists, but she's created okay. it herself with the power of her mind. So she's created yeah. a whole world. It's a fake world where he exists and everybody else is like zombies in her world. So it's like the opposite of the Truman Show. Oh, okay. wow. It's, it's well worth a watch. It's mm. well worth a watch. It is a little confusing at times, but if you've got Marvel buds in your house, like I have my, my teenage, <laughs> they're Marvel buds, bruv. They, they are some <laughs> nerds where you're like, what's going on? They're like, oh, in Age of Ultron. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what's going on. Um, what's it called? That new Winter Soldier thing. I don't know. Yeah, it's the coming. Falcon and the Wind. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they've been talking about it a lot. Yeah, my little nephews it's love it too. It's a big deal for them. They, mate, yeah. The way that MCU has done it for kids, like, is insane. Because mm. think about what we had, Hugo. Yeah. Really and truly. What did we have, bruv? The original Superman. Do you know yeah, how yeah. whack that shit was? Yeah. <laughs> like, superhero movies were terrible, bruv. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was Comics more like were the cartoons best thing. and stuff. Yeah, that was... Batman cartoon was sick. But, like, outside of that, superheroes was, like, it was just a terrible world. Yeah. Like, movie-wise, it you didn't shit. watch a superhero movie. They were terrible. So bad. Yeah. yeah, when I started watching it with my little nephews as when I actually was like, I'm going to openly admit that I really like this stuff. Like, it's all right. Because I see their <laughs> and it, excitement and it's how funny involved as well, they are. Right? Like, so they, they put jokes into the, the, the dialogue. The scripts are well written now. Yeah. yeah. It's not just some dumb shit like that. Like, or put Richard Pryor in it. Maybe that'll make it funny, you know. Mm. Yeah. Like, MCU, like they've properly, they've got some good writers in there. There's good jokes. Was he in Superman? Yeah. Superman 3. Wow. Yeah, crazy. But I feel like a lot of um, like a lot of the writing's got better on kids stuff. Like uh, 
Yeah. Uh, well, and it's not just kid stuff anymore, is it? Like the Lego movie and, and stuff like... Um, it's yeah. sort of intergenerational. They're, they're, they've clocked now. There's more yeah. money to be made if adults and children like Yeah, they're like, let's, watch it let's make yeah. this actually mm. good. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <for> sure. <laughs> yeah. See if that works. Yeah. 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 Ask. If you don't ask, boy, you don't get Oh, all right, sick. So let's take it back. Um, where did it all start from you, for you, bro? Was your first thing, was it rap? Yeah. Was it, was it hip-hop? Yeah. 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 So like, to make money, I, I, was, I was always a part-time youth worker. That's what I did for a mm-hmm. living from very young because my mum was a youth worker. Where did you grow up as well? I grew up in Kilburn. Mm-hmm. North in Wilsdon. London. Northwest. Like, oh, North Northwest London. Um... I used to run around with like people like I'm thinking who like the listeners might know DJ MK, yeah, um, Harry Love, yeah, DJ Level. IQ, yeah, man, um, Gee. people like them, now. you know, like Pavan and them. Like, was this mm. even before Poisonous Poets? And yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. 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 So I'm talking about like two ninety nine, two thousand times. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Big up IQ, man. He yeah, put me on. Up, First person to put me on anything. Yeah, he's a G. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like I, I would do youth work um, for Westminster Council. And that was partly because uh, I didn't have to start work until school ended. So I just like, it was just wake and bake. Sick. You know, I just <laughs> yeah, get it yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I wasn't, you know, a great youth worker when I was young. But the more I got older, I got a bit more serious about it. So by the time I was 21, I'd done like an MVQ free level three in youth management and I was running my own clubs you know wow at a very young age you know did you go straight into youth work straight out of school yeah but only because like I had a way in just like right. nepotism really like my mum yeah. worked w- with Westminster Council a lot and she was studying to become a social worker and okay. her friend was like the boss of um Westminster Play Association mm-hmm. uh, where you can work with like little kids, like primary school kids. So it's quite an easy way in. You just got to play football with them, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I started doing that in the holidays. Mm. So like uni times, I was doing that full-time summer holidays. Okay. And then in school times from 3.30 to 7. Right, right. But then when I started working with teenagers, that's when I realized, I don't know if I'm the most responsible guy for this. Yeah, <laughs> plays that your mind trying to yeah. chat to them. Yeah, but also like when you're, when you're running low, yeah, no, there's yeah. one or two years yeah, yeah. there. I think you tell me up. Up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I'm yeah. gonna have to confiscate that, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so all that time, I was I was rapping as well, and obviously, like any rapper, you you want to be the biggest rapper in the world. Yeah. But there was no industry. Like there was just there was nothing to aspire to. No. Like Is if anything, before... we looked, we looked up to the garage guys because they seemed right. to be making money and stuff. That was in the getting yeah. the charts at the time yeah. and stuff but, like that. And then like so solid. Yeah. So I'm I'm talking about 2000, 2001 here. Like, yeah. but like us British, like rap guys, mm. like we just sort of muddled along. Occasionally you might get a gig that paid you like a bill, you yeah. know, a bill yeah, 50 yeah. and you'd be yeah. gassed, you know, Sick. like absolutely yeah. gassed, like rent, rent in your like hotel room that costs you like more yeah. than the, the oh, money yeah. you're getting yeah. from the yeah, gig. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's six, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Man sleeping in a car, all of that. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like all that stuff. Yeah. I remember our first show, our first ever corrupt gig, we got one bottle of vodka and 50 pound between the six of us. And we were (laughs) gassed. 
Like, this is sick. That's going to cover petrol. Yeah. Sick. <laughs> but it is, it is like a lovely feeling in a way. Yeah. I remember I had to um, put a bit of reality into the situation when we got a booking and it was for six of us and they wanted us to share one hotel room. Wow. Yeah, that's like, fine. <laughs> no, what, where are we going to sleep? Oh, that'd be jokes, man. Like, we're sharing a room. Yeah. We're getting 25 pounds. Two guys have pulled. Like, yeah, what, yeah, what I'll go yeah, on yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, them ones. So, like, yeah. that was that was the life, really, just doing mm. bits and pieces, mainly for fun. Like, my main thing that made me feel certain really was um, Deal Real. There's this record shop in the West yeah. End. Yeah, oh, Fridays, like, yeah, Fridays, I would like host this like free party. Yeah, you know, and we'd all just get lean and and just rap, and it was just so fun. Like that was the purest I think of my entire career. Mm. That's like the purest shit I've ever done. Like mm. money was not even a question because we were running the thing and no one's paying. So yeah, yeah, it was yeah, just yeah. for the love of music. And it was from there that I started seeing people actually getting a bit more self-belief and doing bits. So like example, he's another one that I used to run around mm. with when we were younger. Right. He got a deal, you know, um, who was the boy? Taz, who mm. got a deal with yeah. Damn UK. Taz. Taz, yeah. Dizzy, of, yeah. of course. And all these men were coming through, you know. So, so who were your influences, though, when you first started spitting, though? Was uh, that more American started, stuff? No, what got me spitting was British guys. Okay. Obviously, like, it was all American stuff that I listened to. But when I was yeah, yeah. enough yeah. to go out, like, when I was, like, um, 17, 18, I started going to, like, more battles and stuff like that. I used to go yeah. to this thing, Mudlums. Yeah, yeah. But, like, Skinny Man used to have a thing in uh, a garage in Islington. There was all it these was very stuff. north. I feel like UK yeah. hip hop was it very was, north man. London. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sometimes yeah. I go down to Mass in in mm-hmm. Brixton. They had things there in the fridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. Mainly yeah. it was very north. You're right. And um, there was one right round by me at Subterranea. It used to have FKO Raw there. Yeah. And they were big battles. I found a fly from one night actually. I went down with my brethren reveal. Yeah. Tony D. The battle, which used to be in a like a boxing ring. It was in yeah. a boxing ring. And you'd have someone like Shorty Blitz or someone like that hosting, you know, and it was rowdy as fuck. But you'd also have PAs. And I found a flyer and there was one night, like the PAs were me, Estelle and Roots Maneuver. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. And the battle had Tony D and Reveal in it. I was thinking, right, like everybody's just gone on to such great things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think of the the faces from back, like Riz, Riz Ahmed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. People like that. Um, Crazy, isn't it? It's it's mad. Ed 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 Skriner used to run around with yeah. him in Cricklewood. He's like yeah. a Hollywood movie star. Like yeah, I know, bro. <laughs> we had him on the other day, man. Like, right. Yeah. So Crazy. you know, eventually we found our way, but crucially, none of us found our way through really through British rap because, like I say, that industry mm-hmm. wasn't there. Dizzy was the first guy that I remember who was like a a proper star, yeah. pop star. Yeah, yeah, yeah like uh, his brethren therapist was in my group in Poisonous Poets. I know. Well, I therapist was Dizzy's brethren. I didn't know that. Yeah, he knew Dizzy and 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 Titch and. Uh, well, was he from East then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I thought yeah, you were Tony, from Tony and Pharaoh were, were East. Oh, okay. Right. Uh, yeah. And um, Reveal and me were West. But Sick. we just connected, like, we, we were just close. I think it was really just just the skills, the way we used to cipher together and just blaze together. Like, we just, just hit it off like that. Yeah. But yeah, Pharaoh was the first one who showed me about, like, grime. I, I didn't know anything about it. He showed me. Yeah, like, yeah. And he was uh, 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 Dirty Goods or Dugs, as he was at yeah, the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was yeah, Pharaoh's yeah. brethren as well. So, like, he put, he put me onto all that stuff. 
Like the first time I ever tried to rap like double time was because yeah. of Ferrer. And well, the I was going to say, I feel like some heads were like, no, oh, just back, back, just hip hop, hip hop. But yeah. I feel like with you lot, you 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 kind of bridge the gap a little bit, and you yeah, can it hear was those us, influences. It was us and Terra Firma, really. Yeah, like, yeah, Terra Firma yeah, as well. Guys, yeah. like, yeah, trying to do something a bit more different tempos. Yeah, just yeah. a bit more London, yeah, a, bit a, bit more a bit more exciting. road, yeah. and a bit more yeah. like and skinny as well. Edgy. Yeah, obviously. I'd say so, yeah. poisonous skinny and Terra Firma. You lot was yeah. more the kind of the roadie element of that UK exactly. hip hop. Yeah, yeah. But that so. Bringing it back to influences, yeah, I would say like Skinny Man, mm. Task Force, Rodney yeah. P, Black Twang, mm-hmm. like yeah. all of them heads that was just like a bit before us. Yeah. Like when I started seeing them and hearing them, it was like the final piece in the puzzle because I'd always loved uh, American rap. But yeah. when I rapped, I just felt bait. So I just kept it to myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't really show people like that I rapped. I just wrote rhymes and whatnot. And it was my mates who would like get me gassed and push me to do battles and stuff. Because it felt like more of an American thing. Yeah. Yeah, I know exactly yeah, what you mean. felt American. Yeah, I know it's exactly. Very much what you mean. a subculture as well, like yeah. UK yeah. rap, like not like now. Yeah. I didn't know. I, 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 it was when I first saw, I think maybe Tower Block Dreams with Skinny in it. I was like, right. A white bread from England rapping in an English <laughs> yeah. accent. Yeah, I was, like I a, know I was like allowed. A <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what got me into it, man. And then yeah. I got obsessed with yeah. hip hop. Yeah. I think I think Skinny Man is the introduction at that era for a lot of people. Definitely. Yeah. And Bar and he, age, yeah. his 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 yeah. energy was so punk. I mean, yeah. it kind of still yeah. is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he just genuinely did not give a fuck. Like I remember when his album came out, I was like, he's our first rock star. You know, yeah. and I thought like, well, I'll never see him again. Like he's just a massive star now. And I was like, I must have been driving down um, uh, Camden Road, and I just saw him bopping up uphill in the opposite direction, yeah. just on a little BMX, <laughs> just like <laughs> freezing cold, just bopping on the, on the BMX. Easy, I just thought, man. That's what it yeah. is for all of us, man. Yeah. Like he said it himself on his tune. No one in this British rap thing is making it. You know, yeah. and, and yeah. it was true. It was true. Yeah. And Grime, God bless Grime, because they made us all relevant in the end. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I did I did rap was the first thing, but I never made money off it. The only time I ever made a bit of money was when I met Mark Ronson at Deal Real. And then he took me on tour with his band. Amazing. Yeah. So I was with Amy Winehouse and, and Lily Allen and Daniel Merriweather and Santa Oh wow. Cold. It was crazy. That's crazy. Like, I didn't like know a that. year and a half, yeah. Because you say you never made money off it, but you made your first bit of, well, notoriety, fame off it. Because Absolutely. I know, we all know you from that. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, I remember when, uh, like, our mutual friend, John Petrie, who's, uh, who's produced People See Nothing. Big up, JP. Yeah, yeah, man. He's a proper proper G, but he's from really a completely G. different world. And I remember when he went, have you heard of Doc Brown? I went, yeah, of course I've <laughs> yeah. fucking heard of Doc Brown. I was like, what do you know about Doc Brown? He's like, well, he's a comedian. I was like, no, he's not. He's a rapper. What are you talking about? <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? What, Poisonous Poets? And he's like, no, 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 check this. And that's like, obviously I'm fast forwarding. That's when I first re- like found out about your new sort of life. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, which yeah. blew my mind, man. Yeah. But yeah, sorry. And it's strange because like, like you said, that was the first sort of whatever taste of notoriety or, yeah. or making a name for myself. But it's also the place where I, without even knowing it, I laid the foundations for the transferable skills that I would need to yeah. actually make a living, make the living that I'm making today. Brilliant. So for example, knowing how to write entertaining content mm-hmm. in monologue yeah. form, that's what rap is. Mm-hmm. 
presenting it, like acting, like that's the yeah. performing of rap, you know? Yeah. And then mm. with Deal Real especially, being the host of it, I always had to be good humoured because a fight could kick yeah. off at time. Yeah. Yeah. So I always yeah. had to keep it calm, you know what I'm saying? Like I had yeah, to always... Keep a good vibe. Yeah, keep a good vibe. And that required a lot of the time, either taking the piss out of myself or other people, just keeping it chill. Mm. Yeah. So that was, you know, that was in a way the birth of the stand-up in me. But I didn't yeah. know any of that at the time. That's, that's what's deep. Uh, do you know, I, we can relate though, because like me and Hugo always talk about the fact that like, I used to rap all like, and I used to love freestyling as well. And like, I proper feel like, I didn't know at the time, but I proper feel like the freestyling element really helps you think on your toes with yeah, uh, like improv or, or in, in situations, you know what I mean? Like in front of a camera and stuff. So like, that must have been the same for you, right? Absolutely. Like, like yeah. people used to always say to me when I was heavy in the stand-up, they'd be like, oh, is it the scariest thing like you've ever done performance-wise? I say, it's, yeah, it is, it is quite scary. I do get nervous and whatnot. But it'll never compare to battling. Yeah. Like, oh, man. When you're battling like some Aggie Brer mm. and like you see that you've just embarrassed him and it's it's hurt him to the point where now he's looking at his boys like, yeah. don't let this Brer leave. Like, yeah, after yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, no, it's not as scary as that. And there's an audience. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's and like there's all an audience. That. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so when did that crossover happen for you? Because I feel like there was there was a big gap from the time I yeah there was I knew about what you would do it like, and I was listening there to was. you, and and then I'm sitting in rough cut office, and and John says to me about Doc Brown. Yeah. So basically, um, the the youth work was getting a bit more. Ser- I was doing more serious stuff, more weighty stuff. I started working with like young offenders, Feltham, mm-hmm. and um, 
then I started doing like a music project with like teenagers that were out of school um, for one reason or another in, um, in Wolfram Forest. And that was getting quite heavy. And I was still trying to do the rap thing, but I was just getting more and more disillusioned. Like 2005, um, my daughter was born and it just got to that stage. I was just a bit like, I just need to earn some proper money, man. Yeah. Like I need, mm. to, need to get like a proper youth work job that's like more senior that has a, is a proper wage yeah. or I just need to like, just, just give up the ghost, just get like a proper job job, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. So like I'd been making a few tunes with a friend of mine for a bit like producer and it, it's like moving into like 2007 now, my daughter's two, mm. um, the Ronson like dropped me from the band and I was a bit like, I don't really have anything going for me. So I, I applied for, um, a job as a spokesman at Kick It Out, like the anti-racism thing for football. Yeah. And I thought, hey, you know what? I love football. I hate racism. I'm <laughs> I was afraid you going to say I love <laughs> racism. <laughs> I love racism. And I thought, you know, I, I'm, I'm a good public speaker. Mm-hmm. Maybe I could mature, maybe this is my life. You know, yeah. I'm, 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 you know, I'm, I'm soon going to be like, I'm not going to be in my twenties forever. I'm soon going to be 30. I need to fucking think serious. I've got a kid, you know? Yeah. Um, and during this period, there was a guy, actually, uh, he was a friend of a friend of John Petrie. In fact, this is how I met John Petrie. Okay. Um, so he's a friend of a friend of his. He worked in comedy. And I'd done something for him when he worked at Radio 1 or 1 Extra. He used to have like a late night comedy and music show. Right. And I was such a serious rap dude that when he wanted some like comic rap things on his show, I said, I'll write them for you yeah. and whatnot. If I voice them, you have to change my voice. Yeah. If I write them for you, don't credit me. Just pay me. Yeah. I didn't want anyone knowing. Yeah, yeah, one yeah, of them yeah, things, yeah. right? I know, <laughs> I, I just get forgot it. all about it, it yeah? yeah? And then the end of 2007 now, he gets back in contact and he says, oh, do you remember me? He's like, I've, I've got a comedy series that I've written for the BBC for Lenny Henry. Mm. And it's all black characters. And there's this, these young black characters and I'm not a young black man. <laughs> like, can you like certify like things that they would say? I'll get you some money, like 200 quid or something, like as a kind of consultant. And I was yeah. like, yeah, sure. Like I'll do that. And I, I got my 200 pounds, forgot all about it. Then the producer of the show bailed me like a couple months later. And he said, oh, Lenny Henry really liked the changes you made to the script. He wants to meet you. And I was like, okay, mad one. So I, I go to BBC Broadcasting House and I meet Lenny Henry. And he's like, oh man, you don't know how exciting this is for me. He goes, there's no black writers at the BBC, you know, there's just not, not enough. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I'm not, I'm not a writer, bruv. I'm not a writer. And he goes, no, the stuff you wrote is funny. Because I want you to work on the whole series. So I ended up like being like a consultant on this series. And then like, that was the first time I got laughs from an audience. I thought, this is actually quite sick. I liked it. But I still didn't think of anything to do with stand-up. It was the producer of that show who got me working on other shows, writing jokes and songs and stuff for other comedy shows for the radio. And he was the one that said, I can't believe you don't do stand-up. Like, you should do it. And he brought me to this night and forced me on stage to do it. Wow. And that was it. So it wasn't my decision. It wasn't something I planned. Fucking hell. It, was, it just sort of happened to me. But it is, I doubt you would have just gone for it if you hadn't had your career behind the microphone. Oh, you know, definitely. Yeah, I wouldn't have even... Because it takes balls. That shit takes balls, doesn't Massive it? Massive balls, man. Funny when people say, and who are your stand-up influences? I'm like, bruv, I didn't watch stand-up. Yeah. I never mm. watched it. 
Like yeah. I watched what everybody else had watched. I seen like Eddie Murphy. Yeah. You know, or, or like maybe I saw like a bit of Peter Kay or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Like, I was not that guy who was like drawing for a stand up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I watch comedies, bro. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. The Office, Heap <laughs> yeah. Show. That was my jam. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. I, yeah. I didn't watch stand up. I still don't really like stand up. So <laughs> 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 I just think it's a bit weird. It's a weird thing. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, <laughs> it's that's a weird that's... thing, isn't it? Everyone shut up. Listen yeah, to me. Yeah, watch, yeah. watch me do jokes. But that's what obviously... <laughs> I'm funny, so listen to <laughs> me. All right. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but that's obviously what made your style more refreshing because you weren't coming at it from that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and so you know what cool. I clocked really early is that stand ups sound like stand ups. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking yeah. about, yeah. am I right? And then yeah. I, they lean on the mic like that, their elbow on the mic, and then I turned around and this guy said the most middle class thing I've ever heard in my life, and it's just the rhythm, the rhythm of their voices is the yeah. same, yeah, yeah, even yeah. if the jokes aren't the same. So yeah. when I came out the gate, just talking like I'm talking to you now, people are like, rare, this guy, he's got a mad, yeah. doing something different. Yeah. And then, of course, when I started rapping, the, 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 the roof had come down. So it, it happened very quick. I mean, within nine months, I was making a living. Did you have the rap in your back pocket knowing if this all fucks up, they'll love the rap? Do you know how it started, Hugo? It started exactly like that. Yeah, the, that's what the, I would think. The, the first <laughs> night that guy got me on stage... I was like, what am I supposed to do? And he was like, just tell your story in a funny way. That's all you need to do. That's all it is. Mm, he was like, don't just, it's that just easy. make it up. <laughs> and I, like being me, I just thought it's not unusual for me to do that, to yeah. be in a position where I suddenly have to start talking in front of a bunch of strangers. So I went yeah. on, I talked about how strange it was working at Radio 4 for someone like me. Because it was like a sort of Radio 4 type, BBC type posh crowd. And uh, yeah. You could tell I had them. It was an interesting story. There was no jokes because I just was saying, I was making it up on the spot. Yeah, yeah. And what was deep about it was that everyone was with me, Hugo. Like they, they were eating out of the palm of my hand. They were looking at me like, this is going somewhere. Look at him. Yeah. He's not oh, dying. Yeah. Look how confident he is. Look at yeah. his eyes. So they were all with me. And then like the dude said, do seven minutes. I checked my watch. And I was like, oh, right, that's eight minutes. So I was just like, oh, right. I think I even said that. Oh, right, that's eight <laughs> minutes. <laughs> I'm yeah. done. I'm, I'm yeah. done. And yeah. I went off. And it was that, like, I didn't even give them the chance to, like, boo me or make me die. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And I came off and the bro was like, you need to write some jokes. Like, yeah. you come back next month, write some jokes. So I tried to write some jokes and they were mainly about, like, working with Lenny Henry. That was all I, I didn't know what else to write about. And mm. it didn't really work at all. And like you said, Hugo, did you draw it in the back pocket? That's exactly what I did, bro. I seen this so dude. Ace up the sleeve. I seen this dude juice. Like one of the 90s American rappers, he used yeah, to yeah. Thing where he'd go like, what's kid. in your pocket? You get everyone, take whatever's in your pocket, hold it up. And then he'd do a freestyle about it. Okay. So I just said to the crowd, like, all right, everyone give me like a name or where you're from or like a random word or some shit. And they all shouted it out. And like, I got my notebook and I just wrote all the words down. I was showing that these are the words. Yeah. And then I did a freestyle about it. Mate, it was like, you know, in rap circles, like yeah. imagine if you did that, like, like as the warm up to like gigs or something. Yeah. <laughs> and you get this dead guy off the fucking stage. Like in that, in that circle, yeah. yeah. Those people that listen to Radio 4 and rah, rah, rah. Yeah. It was like, I was like the second coming of Christ. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mind blown. Yeah. They were like, hell. Fuck. It's yeah. mad, like mad Darren Brown shit. Yeah. yeah. And the, guy, the guys that ran the venue, they were in there having a drink afterwards and they stopped me when I was leaving. They're like, bruv, we do like a proper like rowdy improv night here. Yeah. 
yeah. like once a month if we give you 50 quid would you come and do that free that improv freestyle thing that you did and i was like yeah cool definitely and that's how it started so i do those i just improv a rap every time i was on stage wow and then the talking that i did around that became my act mm-hmm. yeah you know i mean i was getting older i had like my, my missus had another kid on the way every time i said like rah, like i'm mad tired you know i need i need to put my daughter to bed or something people would laugh I started yeah. realizing, like, oh, it's kind of funny that, like, I'm a, I'm an old rapper. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Man, like yeah. Who, who used to rap, but didn't quite make it. So <laughs> I based my whole act around that. Yeah. I wish I made it, but I didn't, and that yeah. was my whole act. And it was me. It was Ben, but yeah, with yeah. that twist of like, I just added enough Doc Brown to give me the confidence to mm, just yeah. seem like bulletproof. It's so funny how similar that is to us, yeah. in a sense. That like, we've done a TV show about not making it, and we wanted to yeah. make it as you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I did this shit. I'm not I'm not saying like everyone bit off me or anything, yeah. but I feel like I laid a little foundation because I like I made a kids show as well for CBBC, mm. and it's like a rap musical, and I think it's inspired like a lot of people, even like maybe even through osmosis, you know. Yeah. Like it's not weird to have a rap mixed in with comedy anymore. Comedy, yeah. Like yeah, when I yeah. when I got in the game, there was middle class comedians who would end their set with a little rap, you know, and it's funny <laughs> because they're shit. Do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then when I came in and it wasn't parody, like the rap was actually good. Yeah. It was a game changer. And I started noticing no one was doing their little rap at the end of their set. <laughs> yeah, 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 like yeah. whenever I'd show up in the club. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I just thought, like, what have I got? I'm a I'm a mixed race rapper. I'm gonna talk about that. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm a mixed race rapper who's like now old. Look, I got a fucking shed. Jamie, I'm gonna talk about that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's true. It's, yeah. it's, it's right about that's what it. you know, isn't it? That is, that's, that's it. That's what you can do, isn't it? I remember one time talking about my shed, and I, you know, you start <laughs> to get them rolling. And then I said, so someone was like, "This guy," like I hear him from the front row, "This guy." And I was, I just put it. I was like, "Prof, what do you know? Yeah, what do you know? Like, because he was he looked like twenty years old. I was like, bro, you look about nineteen years old, bro. What do you know about having a pair of trainers specifically for garden use, fam?" <laughs> 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 and when I said that, like, it was just like people were bending up, and I just thought, "This is this is the angle." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. This is the pocket. One hundred percent. Like, no one's doing this. This is what I'm gonna do. That that is, I guess, your journey. Like, I relate to that like now with my son in B&Q and there's a 19-year-old in a polo cap that goes, what's up, man? Corrupt FM, bro. <laughs> and I'm like fucking looking for trimmers or like... Yeah, yeah. I get it all the paint. time. I get yeah. it every day. What's, yeah. what's worse for me is that I don't even have something as cool as Corrupt FM because I've got my kids' show that, that came out in like 2010, 2011. Mm. So I get 20 year old men and women coming up to me and going, you made my childhood, bro. Bro, of course, oh, yeah. Man. That's and, mad. and like, I'm just like, what? <laughs> what does that mean? I'm like, oh, right, yeah, I see, right. In your mind, I'm like, but I'm your age, bro. I'm <laughs> yeah, 20. Yeah, yeah, in my mind, I'm like, what, bro? I'm like, we're the same shit. Yeah, so, yeah, bro, yeah. I'm wearing Supreme as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I am fucking old. Like, I just uh, need to deal uh, with yeah. it. But no, I love it. Like, yeah. to, to just the way everything's gone, I've been so, so lucky, you know, because and, I don't need to make a living rapping 
seriously or rapping about tea. I can yeah. mature with every stage of my career now. Mm. I can just do something that's comfortable for a man of my years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Musically, I felt, I felt this when I was younger, that like, as soon as you kind of let go of like, okay, I, like for me, I'm not going to be DJ Premier or Jay Diller. Like, I'm, gonna be my I'm just going to make this crap music that yeah. comes out of me and yeah. accept it. And then from that, opportunities came. And oh I was like, man, everything right. becomes so much easier. And that, yeah. is so, that is so acutely linked to age because yeah. when you're young, you're vain. Yeah, and you, you, yeah, yeah. And your, ego your, is your worldview is king. very, very small. And ego is king, 100%. So it's very, very difficult to do anything that you think might represent you in in any light that looks negative to these people who you've never even met. Yeah, yeah. probably don't older, even exist. Yeah, yeah, as you get older, it's like, if my boys tell me a shit, that yeah. hurts. Outside yeah. of that, I could yeah. give a shit. Yeah, exactly. You become a much more confident creator, I think. Yeah, yeah. And so sure. now when I rap seriously, which is very rare, but occasionally, like Examples' new album, he pulled me out of retirement. I'm like, mm, boom, sick. yeah, I'll do a verse for you. You know, when I do it, it's like, I have that little pang of like, oh, but I can't rap. I can't rap anymore. What am I going to rap about? Yeah. And then I just remember, just, bruv, just tell the truth. Just tell whatever you're feeling today. Put it in a rap in a sick way and you're done. Move on. Don't try and appeal to examples 20-year-old fans or 15-year-old yeah, yeah. fans. I got can't. a drill verse on it. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like when I, when I did my, I did, I came out of retirement proper in 2017 and did like a, a serious album. Yeah, yeah. It's for fun. Yeah. And um, I went to my, my brethren, Joseph, um, he runs Black Butter Records mm. and uh, uh, yeah. he's a dude I've known for like 20 plus years so obviously I just thought I'm pulling in favours let me, let me see if Joseph can help Standards, me yeah. I took him a couple of tunes and he was like yeah he's alright man but you know like the, I don't know if kids would be he was like, like see this one here it's like the bars are sick but the music just sounds a bit dated like what if we remix this he goes I got this new kid Hust like he's sick trust me like and I was, I'd only heard yeah, one Hus tune at that time. And I was like, I think I know who you're talking about. Is it Jay Huss? And he goes, yeah. And I go, okay. And he goes, yeah, I could get Huss on, like do 16 and we can push you to this audience. And I was like, bruv, see Huss here. And I, I knew it then. He's one of the sickest rappers in the UK, maybe 100%. in the world. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I was like, bruv, can you imagine anything worse, yeah? <laughs> Then Jay Huss spitting 16, doing one of his sick choruses. And then like his uncle coming on. <laughs> oh, oh, Huss. Here we go. A four, three, two, one, off. On the drop. Here we go. Just like, that would uh, be even worse. And then he was like, well, prof, I don't really know what to tell you. And I was like, I appreciate your honesty, Joe. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's good that you don't have that sort of, um, yeah, yeah. sort of weird, desperate yeah. streak. It's like, if it makes sense, and if it doesn't make sense, then let's not force it. No, nah, yeah, yeah, absolutely no, no need, absolutely no need, and and that is just something that's come with maturity and yeah. caring a lot less about what people think of me. Yeah. How did the Ricky Gervais uh, link up come about? Because you're obviously doing mm. stand up. I saw you on the Apollo. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. Like for yeah. a comedian, that's a that's a massive deal, yeah, right? That's so huge. like, like, like uh, yeah. The 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 big gigs when you're starting out, like the big like game changers are live at the Apollo mm -hmm. or, or yeah. Russell Howard's Good News. If you get on one of those, yeah. Oh, wow. The way clips are shared, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. you yeah. get on one of those, like you're set. And like, embarrassingly, you, you did both, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Even if you don't, <laughs> even if you don't get like TV famous or whatever, or yeah. start making yeah. movies or albums or DVDs or whatever, like your gigs will go through the roof. Like mm-hmm. you yeah. can just live off your gigs. Right. So I didn't really have a plan to be a big TV comic or anything like that. I was happy just doing big gigs, but I didn't know what bits like some of my clips were doing online because I didn't have Facebook. I wasn't. I've never been on YouTube really, yeah. and like people started sharing like the cup of tea rap like crazy uh, like that was Facebook. it that's what john showed me yeah, yeah, yeah one of my brethren said like have you been on youtube like have yeah. you watched i was like i don't watch my shit come on bruv mm-hmm. like i treat wanking as wanking like just just, <laughs> yeah. just that's enough yeah you be watching videos of yourself bruv get a fuck yeah. <laughs> like so you were there yeah <laughs> and my brethren's like no like look look at the thing and i looked at it, it was like six seven million views i was like what that's wow. mad. I was like, I wish I monetized that shit. Yeah. Yeah. My own money for that. There's a Russian guy. No, uploaded it. BBC make it really oh. clear. You <laughs> yeah. perform shit you wrote on Russell Howard's Good News. They own that shit. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that at the time. Yeah, of course. Hindsight, innit? It's, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. sort of learning curve. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Another little shout out to John Petrie. He was, he was another key component of the transition because it was his idea for me to do like a, a, like a rap, a parody rap video. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I need, I needed to get that exactly right. So I had to explain to him what I was that I wasn't a joke. Yeah, I wanted to tell jokes within a rap, and he got yeah. that. So like my very first like video sketch that I ever did, I did with with John. Like he he showed it with me, and um, when he started telling me about you lot, I remember like he kept me abreast of the development of the whole thing. I hadn't met any of you, man, but like, yeah. I was just, the sound of it, I was like, that sounds so sick. And he was like, yeah, like, I, I want to get you in the series. He said, like, he wanted me to play a DJ called DJ Funky. Oh, that's the enemy. Oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah, enemy yeah, DJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, bro, I'm down. I don't, I can't remember what happened, but they're like, I think I was like a hop, skip and a jump away from being in, in your show at one Fucking point. Fucking hell. Yeah, that's mad. so funny because that's yeah. the storyline from the YouTube era. So right, yeah. Get... I'm talking early, early, like show was still in development. That's amazing, man. That's yeah. nuts. Yeah, shout out John, man. Mm. I get, and, uh, uh, you know, there's there's another thing we have in common that we're both inspired by The Office or all that. Of course, We yeah. looked up to The Office massively and you ended up, having a public a public relationship I was going to say with, with Ricky Gervais exclusive <laughs> you and Ricky Gervais used to fuck each other innit <laughs> nah, nah but like uh, yeah I mean you two you two were, were bredgens and yeah. uh, did a lot yeah, of work sorry, together I, I just realised you did actually ask that question like half an hour ago I just went yeah. like, <laughs> no, <that's> cool. yeah. <laughs> yeah no what happened was he saw me on YouTube like he saw me uh, on YouTube saw, saw the clips and, and that on YouTube and like anyone can be got at you know what I mean? Yeah, um, the it, the industry is not that big. You just make a couple calls, and yeah. if you if you're as big as Ricky, yeah, if you're the big man, you don't even need to make two calls. You just yeah, make yeah, one yeah. call, and someone yeah, will yeah. sort it out. Yeah, he had like just his, turn up. Yeah, and he's a big music man as well. He like from listening yeah, to yeah, he loves his, music. He used yeah. to be a musician and exactly. whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, that that story that I was telling of being kind of like a failed musician, it it mm. it. it, it, it it hit a chord with him because he went through the same thing and he thought it was like a funny angle. So I'm sat in the garden in my flat on my council estate in Islington. When is this? This is coming up to the end of 2011. Right. And my phone rings and it's Gervais, right? He goes, he goes, what's up doc? And then does that little laugh. (laughs) And I'm like, I don't recognize the number obviously. So I'm like, 
no, you know, when you just got no humor at all. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, With the no like, cooler ID. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yo. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> is, this, is this Doc Brown? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, seriously, fam. Who is this? Who is this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's Ricky Gervais. And I was like, oh, you know what, bruv? I just locked him off. Right. Because I, I was like, who is this? Yeah, and then yeah, my yeah. phone rang again and it was his assistant. And he was like, um, sorry, um, it, that, that, I, I work with Ricky Gervais. It really is, it really is him. Um, he's like, he wants to talk to you about, uh, about some, something work-related. I was like, Okay, like a, you know when you just get that little shiver of excitement I thought yeah, whatever yeah. this is yeah. I'm saying yes yeah, 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 was, yeah. he wanted to wanted me to fuck him on Hampstead Heath yeah. no no no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no um, he goes he goes um, yeah I've seen your stuff like you're really funny he goes would you be up for opening for me at um, a, a couple gigs I'm doing in Scandinavia fucking hell and I was like bruv are you mad like I'm there yeah. And he goes, all right, cool. I'm going to hand you back to, to, to my guy and um, he'll sort out the logistics. So the guy's like, um, yeah, we'll fly you out there business. Um, do, do you travel alone? Or, and I was just like, no, no, I always bring that. I always bring, <laughs> I always bring, <laughs> I always bring like, one, two, one, two guys with me. Like, <laughs> as if I've ever even had that choice. I'm like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> one, two guys still. And he goes, well, I could get you two, I could get you two tickets. I get you two tickets. Yeah. I was like, oh, bruv. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know, trying to push it. He goes, no, no, that's all we can do. And I was like, no, 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 safe, safe, yeah, safe. Yeah, fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's fine. She's fine. <laughs> so I brought my brother in LeJean and we went out there. Sick. Went to Oslo. In Norway, and um, first time on business, yeah, first time ever, yeah. So yeah. I was just like, "This is nuts." Go to hotel room is Chris. Yeah. I've still not met Ricky at this point. I met him at the venue like ten minutes before I was due to go on. Right, so, like I was, I was backstage, I was in my room with my regent, and I was like, "Gotta meet him, man." So I was like asking around, like, "Can I go to Ricky's room and say hello?" And they're like, "Yeah, yeah, of course." We really knocked on the door. He opened the door. And it was that moment, obviously, like now it's so different because I've met so many amazing people. I fucking met Samuel L. Jackson, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but when you meet someone that you've, uh, there's only ever existed in two dimensions, do you know what I mean? You just yeah, see yeah. him back on a on screen. screen. That's, it. That's yeah. your relationship. Like yeah. it's so nuts when you see them the first time and you just yeah. don't know what to oh, say. Oh, wow, you're really short. Yeah, he was. <laughs> and like, I just took a photo straight away because I thought this is probably never going to happen again. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Took a photo. And then I'd been on the plane, I'd been writing Norwegian jokes, right? Just thinking of stuff like I could say about Norway that would ingratiate me to them. And um, like I get on stage and of course, if you open for a big dude, like people just getting drinks and shit. People just like milling in and out, like checking <laughs> yeah, a ticket. Yeah, yeah. No one's sat down watching you, bro. <laughs> They're waiting for the main guy. Yeah. So I'm in this, this is a warm up for the big one. The next night we're going to do 13 and a half thousand, right? Tonight, we're doing this warm-up. It's 1,500 in this theater. So it's still pretty big. And there's maybe 100 people in their seats. Everyone else is just like milling about talking. The lights are still on. So I'm just uh, trying to do my Norwegian jokes. No one's really paying attention. (laughs) I'm I'm, like starting to die out there. Yeah. And then I I could hear that laugh, that high-pitched Gervais laugh. And I just looked to my left. And he just pulled up a little stool. And he was just sat in the wings, just watching me die, like pissing himself. <laughs> right. And I just, <laughs> and I just went, ah. and this is, this is sums up my career. Like whenever my back's up against the wall, I just come with the real, I just don't think yeah. there's anything else to say other than the truth. Yeah. So I just sighed and I just went to them back to the mic and I said, see you lot. Yeah. You, like, you lot don't even know. Yeah. 
I'm you excited about Ricky Gervais, isn't it? Everyone's like, woo! I was like, yeah, yeah, good for you. Yeah, I've he's my hero. Like, I never met him until tonight. Yeah, and now he's sat. You can't see, but he's sat in the wings, pissing himself because I'm fucking dying, and this is the first time I'm performing in front of him. And people are like, <laughs> like this is kind of deep. Ricky's crying with laughter. Yeah, yeah. It's like, and I go, you don't, you don't even know. This is for me. This is the biggest night most important night of my life and career and I'm fucking ushering for like you lot and shit <laughs> <laughs> and then more people laughed and I got through the last five minutes and, and that was that and then me and Ricky went for a beer afterwards and he was still oh, laughing man. about it and that's when he told me about um, this thing he was filming called Derek and he said right, look yeah. I want to write you into it so I just your energy is funny like I want to write you in so we worked on an episode of that together and I wrote some rap yeah. for it as well yeah and when he saw me writing rap, like I used to write loads of raps and just email them to him or go around his house and rap them to him yeah. and just have him pissing himself. He just started to get excited. So he get out the guitar and we just start doing little songs. Sick. And he showed me this video. I think it was like LL Cool J and some like, like Garth Crooks type rare doing like <laughs> some terrible country and rap thing. <laughs> And he was like, bruv, we should just do bear songs like this. Yeah, it's yeah, like the, yeah. the weirdest con- combination. So we started writing enough songs. And every now and again, we'd accidentally write a good song. Mm. And we'd just go, ah, oh, that's, that's just good. Like, it's not mm. funny. Mm. <laughs> that's just good. <laughs> just scrap that. And then Richard Curtis called Ricky and said, have you got any ideas? We've got this, this spot on Comic Relief. Have you got any ideas for, for that? And we'd written a quality street. Yeah. The song. And it wasn't really like a David Brent thing, but like he's obviously had that David Brent vibe. Yeah. And he was like, he goes to Richard Curtis, what if I bring Brent back? And Richard Curtis just like, what? For real, like do like an office sketch. And he's like, yeah, what if I do an office sketch? And he's like, bro, you can do whatever the fuck you want if you want to do that. And he goes, all right. And he, get, he gets off the call with Richard Curtis. He goes, right, I'm going to launch your career. Right? Me and you are going to do an office sketch for comic relief and I was just like wow shit wow Wow. and that's how it started yeah that was crazy that that's top three top three ever moments comic relief that 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 also the one he did where they pretended they were in Africa as well yeah (laughs) and then uh, obviously corrupts feminine cheering as well top three (laughs) (laughs) no but that was incredible I remember sitting because it was uh, around the time where there was a sort of like golden era when we were younger and then mm. it was just shit for ages. Yeah. And then Jeez. when you guys came up with that quality stream, it was like, this is it again, man. Well, this is Comic Relief was so dead. You never expected to see anything funny on that thing. Nah. You know what I mean? Nah. And then when a quality street dropped, that was it. That was it. I didn't have to worry about anything from there. Like gigs, TV appearances, everything just started to come at that It was nice that, that he point. understood what power he was giving you as well. Yeah, Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's yeah, sick. Yeah. You know, you see where you guys were chatting about Derek. Had you done the little acting jobs like, uh, like I saw you pop up in between? Is that the first time I see you come up on screen? Was yeah. that before then? Yeah, I had a little walk on in Miranda, a little walk on in Inbetweeners. Yeah, I love um, the but mainly I was just focused on making this because I was writing and acting in this kids show for CBBC. Okay, and that was really where I sort I sort of taught myself to act on that show, uh, and it was a good space to do it because yeah. it was my show. You know, everyone was supportive. And I just told everybody, like, guys, I've not really done this professionally, so just yeah. bear with me. So I started, like, going for little auditions and things. And in between us, I actually turned it 
down initially because they said they wanted me to be a drug dealer. And I was like, I'm not, the first thing I'm going to be on mainstream, mm. I'm not being a drug dealer. But then the writers were like, no, no, this is what we want to do with the scene. And they developed it with me. And I thought it was such a funny angle yeah. to have that. Yeah, taking the piss out of the stereotype. Yeah, the stereotype. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that that's actually clever. Let's do that. Yeah. And to this day, I'd say it's probably like in the top three things that people stop me in the street for. Like, especially when really? I'm up north. Yeah. Always like, oh, build one for me, bruv. Build one yeah, for me. Yeah. <laughs> in the street. I'm like, what? Sure. So, yeah, it's, it's a lovely moment. It's a cool thing to be a part of. But yeah, I was only really yeah. doing little things at that time. Yeah. So, so it was still like a, a quite a big step then uh, to be to be part of something like that, I guess. And then, yeah, it was huge for me. It was huge. And Des was amazing, by the way. I watched Thank that you. last lockdown. Oh, Incredible. yeah. I loved that. So, uh, yeah. I actually didn't stop and think that. Uh, it's always comedy I've seen you in before. Mm. When did the crossover? And again, because it's you, I'm just like, well, true. I, I, I feel like it's the that. same. It's yeah. kind of the same. It's you're coming off the same things. You know what it I mean? Like, like, so I'm never that surprised. But actually, when when did was that ever a decision to? Because yeah, actually, comedy to drama, yeah, you know, is a different. I, I thing. think you know some some comedians are good at it. Yeah. Not not many, but some are good at it, and it's, it tends to be the ones who had something genuine mm. to say. So they like they have that place of empathy; they can get there and they be convincing in yeah. a dramatic sense. Yeah. But for me, it's really the realization of my first dream. Like when I was a little kid, that's what I wanted to be. I wanted to be an actor. Mm. But like growing up where I grew up, around the people I grew up around and stuff, drama just wasn't the one, bro. So I actually went to. Um, uni, I went to uh, U- UEA in Norwich mm-hmm. um, to do performing arts and oh. the, the young idiot in me quit and to be honest I always regretted it so yeah. there's been a part of me if there's been any plan which there hasn't really I've always wanted to m- try make that happen somehow Yeah, because I f- it's, it's more it's a personal thing for me yeah, but I've always believed I could do it if given the opportunity, and suddenly you've, I got the opportunity. You've manifested it, man, in your own way. Thank yeah. you, thank yeah, you, bro. Sure. Wow, DJ Ostrich, why you stop the show? Well, I'll tell you, bro. This is the most important part. It's the question everybody wants to know. No, it is not what is your favorite jean fit. No, it is not what is your favorite size inch television. It's what is your favorite sandwich? Is it chicken? Is it shalami? Is it cheese? Is it ham? Is it pickle? Is it jam? These are all questions I'm sure you are thinking. But right now you're gonna find out on the Chat and Shit podcast. Yeah, baby, come on. Coming towards the end of the show. Yeah. Uh, and we are gonna ask you a very important guest, uh, question that we ask all of our guests. Okay. And I feel like it sort of represents who you are as a person. What's your favorite sandwich? Oh, bruv, really? You're going to take it there? That's so tough. Tough, isn't it? Uh, wait, hold on. Are you a sandwich guy as well? Uh, 100%. Okay, so you can do um, top, in fact, top I three. I pride in the making of sandwiches. Okay, top I mean, three. I want the top three from you. I mean, I'm going to say, like, on a basic level, like some version of the bacon sandwich is in there, oh, right? Yeah. Yeah, like even if it's just like the skinny rashers yep. on just like budget bread with a bit of butter, like sometimes yeah. the way that hits the spot, it just hits different. Hundred, hundred, I agree. So yeah, a bacon sandwich is in there. I think 
you know what? Like, it's another simple one. I, can you include bagels? Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, yeah. See, see, see the proper bagel bakery on Brick Lane. Yeah, yeah. Which one? Just the, the yellow the or the proper white one. one? Not the one that sells the rainbow bagels. Okay, yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah, the proper yeah, yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it's just called Brick Lane Bagel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Their bagels with the salt beef and the and the pickles. Yeah. Oh, Amazing. Oh my god. And mustard, yeah. And mustard, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, ooh, another one in the top three. It's just such a tough question. It really is. You could even go like, I, I, I even put a shawarma in my one. You know what I mean? It can oh, be like, see. you know what I mean? It can, yeah. Okay. In that case, I'd maybe throw in a, like a falafel in there, you know, oh, with like nice, fresh nice. chilies. But the yeah. thing with falafel is, it's not a joke thing. Like there's only a few people who can make a good yeah. falafel. Yeah. You can't just walk into any place willy nilly and nah. pick a falafel. When you're looking around them places, no disrespect to the Turkish community. You got to pick a Turkish joint properly, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like if yeah. there's mother, so if there's like a hundred and one year old motherfucker in the back playing backgammon, yeah, you might yeah. want to give that place a try. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> if all you're seeing spots. in there is the elephant leg, yeah, yeah, and a couple of youths ordering pizza that you yeah. didn't even see on the menu, nah, yeah. fried yeah, chicken, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's like, a, fried chicken a real bit Turkish as well. place, bro. Yeah, yeah, the falafels, yeah. the falafels gonna yeah. be mad. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then always crisps, man. I always have crisps with a sandwich. Oh yeah, you got it. Yeah, you got to get the crunch. If it's just like a standard like cheese salad sandwich or something like that, I ain't eating that without a packet of crisps, bro. Yeah. I need, yeah. to, I need to slide in a few ready yeah. salads in there. Yeah, a crunchy surprise. I'm a ready salted man with my crisps as well. With your crisps. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 man wouldn't just eat only. a pair nah, packet nah, of red nah. ready salted on its ones. But with that, because I'm using them purely for the texture. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I don't want flavour, see, but nah, I don't want nah, roast chicken nah, flavour nah, nah, or nah, nah, nah. even salt and vinegar. <laughs> I'm putting in just, it's like I'm yeah. sprinkling salt on it and <laughs> yeah, adding yeah, the crunch yeah. that this needs. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but the yeah. day you see me walking walking on road, bruv, just yeah. eating a packet of ready salted with nothing else, you know my career's done. You won't even say, well, go on, you just pull your cap down. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, that was Scott Brown. You see that Scott Brown? I swear that was Scott Brown. Yeah. Just, boxing, just boxing that ready I think we there, should bro. delete the uh, Doc Brown episode, actually. <laughs> he wasn't yeah, yeah. on the ready salted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, sick. Uh, and finally, uh, we get all of our guests to ask us, <laughs> interview us and ask us three questions each. The three questions. Three questions. Okay, so I got, I got to come up with three questions for you, like, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, all right. Um, okay, number one, yeah. Before you lot were doing the comedy, were all of you like all of you like Steve's fantasy? Everybody, were you part of like a garage collective or anything like that before, or did you like meet and and do comedy? No, so separately maybe. Five, six years previous, before meeting Hugo and all the mm. rest of them, I would be doing pirate radio, jungle raving. Like, that was my whole lifestyle with a whole different group of mates. And Corrupt FM was an actual real station that I was on. See? Yeah, with my little, with my little younger, Raish X-Flow at the time. He he got, his mum got a, a new partner and, and, and she basically left him a flat in it, just on an estate. So he just started running a pirate station from there and, and and I was on that with him and that was Crux FM. And then, yeah, then like six, maybe five, six, I don't know, seven years later or whatever, that was in my sort of UK hip hop stage where I got introduced to Hugo through these rappers that I knew. Shout out first and last Aziz, Mansour, that I met at college. Okay. And they were like, and they were like, yeah, like we've got a producer in Ealing, come and meet him. And uh, 
And I thought it was going to be like this big road where like, like all these rappers are taking me around there. And it's like Hugo, who's jokes and like had exactly the same sense of humour. And like, that's where that sort of friendship came, you know, like we were meant to do music, but we ended up just smoking loads of weed and watching The Office and filming each other and stuff. And all the rest of the boys were kind of, apart from Decoy, which was my mate, um, the rest of the boys were through, through Hugo. Gotcha. That's how I, how I right. got to know the minute, Hugo. Okay, Hugo, top three UK rappers. Oh, uh, of any kind, it doesn't have to be like from British rap. Just any, there could be any like spit, just spitters, That's like so Brian, hard. however you want to put it. That's so hard. It doesn't have to be your top top three, but like who would absolutely have to be in? Definitely, Cass is is up there. Um, I would say Skepta, okay. just because he's so consistent. Like he always has tunes out that bang. I feel I feel Skepta's really good at like covering everything, but still, yeah, it, everything he does, obviously. But I guess it's hard to do. It sounds like a Skepta tune, and Cass is Cass's yeah, that's, head does that's that a as well. Thing. Yeah, I mean, Hustle's yeah. over they, that, right? They bring but, him yeah, into yeah. Their that world. is a talent. It's not just about spitting. It's not just about having the sickest verse. About song structure, creation, yeah, and like yeah, like you say, creating that world. Yeah, I buy that. I buy that. And uh, gets, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm so glad someone said gets because right. he's my number yeah. one. He's always on fire. Oh he's my, always God. sick. His performance levels, yeah. Songs, Seeing him live is, is mad. Yeah, it is like, really, he's so sick. Really is, and just the technical ability alone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cass, Skepta, and gets. Yeah. Yeah, 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 boom. Okay, so last question. Like, who was like the first girl that you were like obsessed with, and like, did you do anything about it? Oh. Fuck! Uh, I don't know. Oh, it's man. like I haven't even grown up. I still got embarrassed when you said it. Fuck! I don't know if I can talk <laughs> yeah, about it. Yeah, same. <laughs> yeah, same. Uh, I can tell shit. you mine. Go on. I can tell you mine. There was a girl. <laughs> there's a girl at my school, um, and she was a year below me. And yeah, I was just obsessed with her. And then for some reason, on a ski trip. She had a boyfriend, but she was just on me. And what? this happened. It's how pathetic. That's I, my I story. Oh, okay, I did nothing. <laughs> I did nothing. Oh, and then okay. came back. She invited me around her house. Yeah. I did nothing. <laughs> I went the next day. Again, ample opportunities to try something. I did nothing. And then her boyfriend turned up. Then she left him. I lips her once. And then a week later, she dumped me. And then everyone went down to like the river. And I basically just had to watch her like <laughs> fucking lips, like <laughs> other guys and shit. It's just like pathetically standing there with a the red stripe, probably as big as me. Like beautiful. Uh, with a quiff. Shit. You know, it's, you know what's crazy, bruv? We definitely are best mates because I've got pretty much the same story. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, but it didn't go like that. Like, but like, I'm just as pathetic. It was a ski trip as well. To be honest, I can't really the magic remember. Happens, baby. I know. I, I can't really remember like first, first, first. But this is yeah, a similar story. I went on a ski trip to like Austria or something, and yeah. um, I remember like the people I hung around with didn't go on ski trips. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and I was just going to say, what, yeah, are, what yeah, yeah. are these schools where you... Yeah, people in yeah. Brentford did not, not go school. on the ski trip, by the way. <laughs> nah, like... That, every, that was my mum. Everyone, okay. exactly. Everyone I used to go, like, 
like we just smoked weed and bunk and uh, but these were like all like the football brez you know what I mean like right. you know like the David Beckham the haircut and like, yeah 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 <laughs> they went on a school trip and my mum was like worried about me at the time she's like look we're gonna put some money towards I think you should start hanging around with these people more and I remember going on the trip like I don't even know who the fuck who these brez are and that like, <laughs> and, I, and I, I can't get any weed it's gonna be shit <laughs> and that uh, same sort of thing yeah like it was uh the girls from the year below like the popular girls like the little rude girls and that they was on the trip and um one of them oh, i was not just gonna say yeah i'm gonna say the name but anyway she had a boyfriend as well yeah and then someone was like oh yeah she fancies you and i was like what that's mad i'd never even imagine it you know like when you're on holiday everything's different yeah. And like same sort of thing is that, you know, like this is some mad like school disco or whatever. And uh oh fucking hell. Yeah, yeah I can see the pain in the face. <laughs> Brilliant. I was like, like sort of standing there like awkwardly dancing with her and I was like, Do you wanna come up to my room? And then like brought up to my room and shit and fucking uh, uh all the teachers started knocking on the doors and making sure no one's in the room, you know, in each other's rooms or whatever. And I remember going, do you want to hide in the cupboard? And she's like, what? No. And I was like, no, 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 obviously not. No, allow it. And then like, she went to bed, yeah. I didn't do anything. Obviously didn't even look her. And then the next day, the next day we had the journey back home on the coach, you know, like whatever 20 hour coach journey. And, and, and I walked past her seat and she had her hand down on the seat so I could sit there and she saved it for me. And bruv, the whole journey, I didn't say one word to her. She, she, she had her legs on my knees. Yeah, like, so she was, the, all the signs are there. I was you, just looking straight forward. frozen. Frozen the whole journey. Bruv. Yeah, yeah. Completely flopped it. So, such completely a flopped it, yeah. Well. And then when we got back to England, it's like, she's got a boyfriend. Yeah, obviously she's not doing anything. It's flopped it. <laughs> Yeah, it's not gonna yeah. work. It's so it was knowing that me and you guys just as pathetic as each other. Incredible. Yeah, yeah it's massive Love it, cowards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it. But yeah, brother, <laughs> brother, that was amazing, man. Sick questions. Pleasure. Yeah, thank and, you. And uh, the last question we always ask our guests: <laughs> Are you our new best mate, bro? You done know already. Like, Come I, on, I'm, sick. I'm booking I flights always now. Always think about like you, you man, like. It's like, I don't see you lot that often, but it just feels like by osmosis, we were meant to like meet or at least like have a beer or something. Yeah, for you know for I mean? sure, because man. Yeah. We've, got, we've just got that same, that same world feel. feel you know what I'm saying? It's, so, it is, it is. Yeah. You had a Harry Love tune like yeah. years ago. A long time ago. I can't remember what the title is, which is really bad. Even can I but I remember being obsessed with it. He was obsessed with you. As, as he, <laughs> oh yeah, I was obsessed with you, and I knew I one day we'd lips. Crush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking of you on the screen. <laughs> no, I really appreciate your time, though, bro. Like, Pleasure, man. No, thanks yeah, for having thank me. Thank you. This is the outro. See you later, and good luck. Stay lucky, boy. Stay lucky, boy. Uh, how'd you think that went? I think that was fucking amazing. That was fucking amazing. I mean, his journey was sick, man. Big up for Doc for mm. uh, for for all his time. Amazing story. Um, I Legend. Mean, where do I start for where you go? Look for him. I mean, just you know, any turn the things TV we're on. Turn the fucking TV on. Yeah. Go on YouTube. You know, type in Doc Brown. Watch his stand up uh, and just enjoy. Mm. You know, respect him. Exactly, respect him, or we will be disrespecting you 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 know and what will yeah. you do to people if they don't respect him ignore them no come on something harder um retaliate politely 
Yeah, well, not, not necessarily politely. Come on, what else? Come on. Um, You've been watching Sopranos for a bit and then you're in the mind frame of what you're going to do. Right. I'll smash their faces off a table. Perfect. Okay. There you go. And, th- and that's what we'll do if you don't respect Doc Brown. I'm sure, I'm sure. You don't know. You don't have to piss on them. That's okay. too far. Okay. All right then. Nice on you lot. Keep munching away your shit, yeah? But make sure mm. you use a napkin. Wipe your mouth. You've got shit all over it. Thank you. See you later. Thank you. Or if I do smash your face off the table and cover you in piss, you've got piss all over it. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> All right, save you lot. Big ups. Oh, yeah. Also, we forgot to say that uh, you lot must like and subscribe as well, apparently. Yeah, yeah. just click just click just on click it. It's real yeah, easy. Lift your finger, yeah. drop it when you see the like or subscribe Done. it. Done. All right? Done. Yeah. Also, follow us on Instagram uh, and our new Twitch account because we will be doing live episodes on Twitch every now and then. So keep an eye out. Mm-hmm. Both of them are the chatting shit podcast that's the chatting shit podcast all right so follow us on both of them and also if you've got any questions anything you want us to talk about uh hit us up on the email that's chatting shit one at gmail.com nice one sweet yeah yeah see you later see ya hey yo will everyone shut the fuck up I want to give a crazy, stupid, dope fly shout out to everyone involved in this podcast. No, fuck that. Who's the brain that produces this show, man? Man like Rupert Magending. And who's the audio editor? James Torrance. Check it. House. Who's the video editor? Ha ha, James Lord. And who does all the uh, illustrations? It's Alice and the Egg. Mad on the visuals, bruh. Shout out all the posse down at ACAS Laboratory. Hip-hop, hip-hop. Am I right, hustler? You're not wrong, Playboy Valentino. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.